listening to the smooth sound of RPGMP3.com. Dungeon One. like to know about steampunk, would you, Jennifer? I suppose I can teach you a thing or two. Yeah. You're all about steam and grass, and all you need to start is tea in a flask. Sharp set of gears and a gleaming arc, and the sky race heaving, screaming past. If you're all about reaching far, seeking the past on secret charts, meeting in secret beneath the stars with a decent mask and a good moustache. You're really part of an army marching arm for starting a party A set of weapons so wondrous And a specially constructed blunderbuss So thunderous, but don't come too fast Got a wanderlust and you're one of us We bump steampunk, need one of these Jump freak powered free fun, here come the yeah, steampunks If you want to see some obsolete technology well, this is... So Bethan's now turned around and said I'm not sure I want this now <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, that's uh, wonderful because we've had everything out, we had the, the the chicken bit and the other thing, you know, so which was obviously the important thing. All right, I shall I shall live and leave you if that's if for, 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 hopefully for not very long. Okay. Hello, Nick. So, so uh, hello, Nick. Goodbye, Nick. Hello, Nick. We can't hear you. You're Nick, mu- you're, you're muted. You're, you're muted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you're muted. And we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Drawing a question mark over your head, though amusing, doesn't actually help us to hear you. And your moustache has jumped two feet. There we go. That should be better. <laughs> right, okay. I'm I'm meeting an old. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. You you go and um, you know enjoy your spud, and we'll see you soon. Spuds and custard, fabulous. Hello, Nick. Spuds and custard. Uh, he's having dessert potatoes. No, he isn't. That's not a thing. <laughs> he is. Amelia, is, is, did Mark or did he not say they were having potatoes for dessert? Yeah, potatoes for dessert. I suppose you can have rice pudding. No, no, he's having potato, baked potato pudding. Hmm. Uh, okay. I have Florentine. Uh, I had a tin of peaches. I haven't had any pudding because I'm on 500 calories. No, you're on a silly day. Mm. Yeah. How do I get rid of this Google effect? I've no it's idea. It's up on the left-hand no side, the, the little icons down the side. I, I swear I keep telling it not to open on Startup. Mine ran, my opens when I log on as well. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Lassie? Oh, sorry. Carry on. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, you drawing just... something? Me? No. What's that behind you? It's a poster for Bullshot. Oh right, okay. I think he's referring to the large purple man behind. Oh, that—that <laughs> that was me uh, drawing something because I was very. I, I started very early, you know, and uh, and there was no it's one around. Yes. Hmm. You can have a talent for that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a big market for people doodling with the equivalent of paint. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I got the email, but I have not had a chance no, to read it or look at it anywhere. It was largely just so that you got a few examples of the kind of things people put down for the attributes. Okay. Because it's incredibly... So I'm sorry, I'm going to have to get rid of that. Excuse me, let me just bin this. Oh. Right, there we go. So you're going to get rid of the cartoonish character? No, I'm keeping him. I'm getting rid of the big wizard. Hang on, wait, that makes it sound like it's me. I've got a foible. Great, good. She's a peacock. She ostentatiously dresses, so she always stands out in a crowd. Ah. Now good. then. Now then. So, has she sort of always got to stand out in a crowd? Was oh, she... yeah. You always have to have, like, you know, clothes are just over the top. If it's quiet coffee morning, she's wearing, you know, bright pink dress or something. Hmm. I did so notice I did. that we're better playing sort of broad stereotype type characters, are we? Steampunky over the top in this, you're meant to be terrible. Yeah, okay. the, um, the thing with this system, cogs, cakes and sword sticks, is that you've only got three attributes. The thing that you throw into the attribute, uh, such as, for example, you might have a cakes of honest open face, uh, it, it's going to be fairly fairly broad in itself. And if, if you try and not play a sort of broad, easy-to-grasp character. There isn't a lot of mechanical support for the nuance. So put the nuance into the performance, but make the character right. sort of quite understandable. So if you're going to be um, somebody with you know African experience and travel, and so on, you, you know you you want to be a stereotypical pith helmet, big game hunter, and that kind of thing. Mm, that's actually the sort of thing I was thinking. Of. Have we got a? Uh... Hunting type character. We've got Mark's character who is along those lines. Let me just bring up uh, Google Plus where I believe he's posted the details. Okay. Well, I could instead be a wacky scientist type chap. Yes, that would be very good. So we've got a, a you. What are you, Amelia? A sort of charm offensive character, or a? Well, those, I'm, those an in, <laughs> I'm an import export business. Honest. Uh, right. Okay. Tea leaf. <laughs> no. Right. So here we go. Here's Mark's character. He'll obviously be along in a moment to say uh, what he's doing. But he's snacking on his not ass. But, uh, but not really narrowing down the cogs one yet. He's planning to be Colonel Edgar Fortitude, mm. explorer of savage lands. So um, okay. you know, crack shot, experienced explorer, never trust a foreigner, that kind of thing. Okay, well, I'll, I could be Professor Caractacus. Pops has already taken, isn't he? <laughs> Coincidentally. <laughs> Um, what about picking uh, a celebrity name and using that one that isn't very popular at the moment like um, Professor Rolf Harris for instance <laughs> brilliant Stuart Hall or Professor Robin Stuart Williams Hall. Oh, don't, don't joke about Robin Williams 
No, I was really depressed about the news, so let's not talk about it. Um, uh, Professor, um, oh, I'm obsessed with Cracticus Pots now. Don't be um, Cracticus Pots or Poticus Cracks or something. Poticus Cracks. Cracks. That's, that's a bit like <laughs> that's a bit like Ron Jambo, isn't it? Um, um, yes. Uh... How about Professor Screwford Loose? <laughs> If you like, yes. If you can live with that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, Professor... Is it loose like the place? It's pronounced Lewis. It just looks uh, like me it's in loose. Um, yeah, let's do it like that. It could be Lewis Screwford. No, Professor Screwford. Yeah, there we are. I'll do that. Um, so... I pick a cargo cake and a sword stick, do I? I take it. Yes, uh, I will explain what's what if you like, because, um, you know, that sort of thing. You've not got the hang of the, cog, be... of the cogs bit. Right, well, let's run through the basics then. You've got three defining attributes cogs, cakes, and sword sticks, which is not at all yes. contrived for a game that was designed to be played in a tea shop. So, cogs, this covers any mental, technical skills, abilities that you have. So, medicine, uh, right. inventing, engineering, that kind of thing. That's all cogs. Okay. Think of the, the cogs, you know, whirring as you're thinking something through. Now, cakes is Watch the out. social side. It's personality, it's interacting with people. So, if, for example, you wanted to play uh, a con man, you could put that into cogs, in which case you'd have somebody who was perhaps very meticulous at planning, and it was hard to uh, trip them up on their con because they knew all the background and all the rest of it and they, they could answer all your questions and everything seems legit whereas if they decided that their ability was going to be based around cakes they're just so smooth, so charming, such a nice chap that you couldn't possibly imagine, they seem so genuine, they couldn't be pulling the wool over your eyes so the same right. thing in, two, in, in either cogs or cakes could have a, a very different twist to it and then sword sticks mm. is physical, uh, fighting the sort of abilities and skills that um, involve punch-ups, shooting, riding a bicycle, being a you know driver, that kind of thing. But again, some of those things could, if you wanted to, fit into the other um, attributes yeah, and have a different. You have one of each. Because say the sample got that's one, it. The one, one of each. Has, the sample one, the chauffeur has driving under cogs. Yes, that's right. Right. Now, oh, yeah, if, okay. if well, for example, let's say you wanted to be. Um, uh, a motorcycle stunt rider, uh, which would be quite advanced because motorcycles aren't exactly um, invented yet. Um, you could put that under sword sticks if you wanted to, and then he's a very, very physical sort of character. You know, right. slightly different sort of thing. But um, you just put them where you think fits best for your for your guy. Now you have one uh, prime attribute and two yes. secondary attributes. So what you need to do is come up with a suitable thing. As, for example, here, Roberto the Robust Circus Strongman has cogs, not as dumb as he looks, engineering and tinkering. Cakes, crowd pleaser, he's a charming showman. And sword sticks, amazing strength. He can perform amazing feats of strength. <laughs> yeah. You then get to put okay. the numbers in place. Your primary attribute is a plus three, and the others are plus two. And then you need a foible, which isn't a mechanical thing, it's just a, a personality quirk that could potentially get you into trouble or have a plot hook or 
cause amusing episodes, you know, and that's it. It, it. It's purely there for role-playing. It's not to give you any mechanical disadvantage, necessarily. That's a character, okay. man. So that, that is the, the entirety okay. of character generation. Sounds easy enough. Uh, okay, I'm thinking. Did you say 1 plus 3, a plus 2, and a plus 1, or 1 no, no. plus 3 and 2 plus 2s? That's right, a plus 3 and 2 okay. plus 2s, primary and secondary. Um, okay. Okay, an idea for the Cogs one yeah. as my three. Finding a kernel of truth. She's good at the info sifting. Yes, and indeed there's a kernel in the party, so you should certainly be able to yes. find him. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so whether it's talking to somebody or looking at a book, she she can do the getting to yeah. the It's going to be quite broad, so it will certainly include things like the ability to research, to go through papers and journals, to use information yeah. gathering or if techniques. Somebody's... Somebody's telling you a lot of stuff. Something shoots you. Something go. Hang on. Something in that conversation just went ping at me. Yeah. Um. You know, very much sort of. Um, I remember that name. Murder. She know. wrote kind of thing where. Yeah, so, that's sort Somebody of says right. something, and all of a sudden you go, "What? Wait! That makes me think." Yes, I know. And you race off, yeah, and nobody knows. The doctor dotting of the things. Right. That, that makes sense. Right. Okay, I have my three now. Um. That makes more sense. I mean, if you're playing uh, Columbo, it would probably be, um, oh, just one more and thing. One last one. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. How are you, potatoes? How was the kettle? The ke uh, it was very nice, actually. Best um, has indeed wimped. Um, well, it was once it was cooked, it was basically just a case of um, just giving it a bit of a mashup, put a bit of butter on it, and. Um, Gobble, gobble, gobble. Uh, Nick was pretty dubious that you were having potato pudding, but um, y you were, weren't you? Yeah. See? There was a reason I hastened, hastened to add Nicholas, so I'm not I'm not as mad as you look. All you had left in the house was potatoes. <laughs> no, um, I just I, I made a uh, I made a for a special a treat. We're having mashed potato today. <laughs> <laughs> I made a boo boo uh, with the a um, potato boo boo. Uh, in, with the uh, settings on the, um, on the on the microwave combi thingy, and just did you end up with rather softer potatoes than you intended? No, rather harder. Um, hence, oh. why, hence why hence why they were hence why they were twenty five minutes late. <laughs> okay. Um, so, am I in the right ballpark, John? If I have something like as my cog stat, I'm mechanically minded. I can sort of look at yep. machines. So, mechanically minded would be. He can figure out machines very quickly, and he's, uh, he, you know, he's just minded in such a way that he's he's very good with machines. Yes, that would let him. You're steam powered. Uh, you'd be able to do things like work out how a machine operated, uh, design a machine perhaps that needed to do a particular task, that kind of stuff. So I wonder if I'm doubling up with my sword stick as a Tinker MacGyver, in that he he can bodge together. Yeah. In a physical I'd, thing, is that I'd, doubling up? Do you think? I'd suggest a different sword sticks stat because okay. you'll be able to do all the MacGyver stuff with cogs. With cogs. So my cake one, or look at come on, because he's not very social. But he's, oh, but see, that can be he's a got thing. very high. 
Well, he's got a very high academic standing, so it, it could it be like a reputation thing. Yes, he's cake. He's just he's very he's a world-renowned scientist, perhaps. People or, might people I might listen to him because he's got the reputation. Yes, so that's what I'm going for my cake. So I just need to think of something physical. Your cake one will be called I say. Are you Professor So and So? Yes. Excellent. Speaking, I'm speaking of cake, I'm, 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 I'm just about to disappear. That's fine. You enjoy. I need, I've had my I need cake. to go. I, I need to actually go and get my cake and my cup of tea. I have tea. Taking the I ate my seriously. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't had a cake, you bastard. Um, no. So a sword stick. Neither have I. I've got two. I'm going to pop up and get one. <laughs> um, don't tempt me. I'm very I've hungry. Got walnut um, and angel. Oh, like? I'm having a angel cake. For years. That was a very unfortunate slight cut out on the, uh, <laughs> on the audio. <laughs> I did just catch a bit of the G, but it actually sounded rather like anal. Anyway, let's. Uh... <laughs> yes. It's got a certain ring to it, I suppose. Yes. I mean, it's, a, it's a kind of cake, but there really a variety of buns. So, my foible. Could be those aren't my trousers. Absent-minded, so he's often wearing the wrong thing, or what they're inside out, or he's forgotten his. He's looking for his glasses, but they're on top of his head. That sort when, of when thing. When did you last see your trousers? He's <laughs> a brainstorm. Right. Uh, yes. So I am playing very much the stereotype. Um, sword stick then. Uh, Well, if he's if he's an academic, I mean, he may have, uh, you know, in his youth, he may perhaps have um, bo boxed, for boxed for his university, or even done fencing or athletics, all sorts of things. Bit of chariots of fire, you know. Competitive, aggressive. That degree. reminds me of that bit in um, A Fish Called Wanda, where he <laughs> puts his dukes up and says, "I used to box for Oxford, you know." <laughs> he just picked, the, the other guy picks up the gun and goes, "Yeah, I, I used to kill for the CIA." CIA. <laughs> <laughs> He, he could be a bit, um, you know, aggressive tiddlywing champion or something. Oh, something like that. I can't see that coming up very, very much. But it could be if he has to do something dexterous. Like if he has to throw a screw in the right front. He could have been Frisbee champion. Tricky in late 19th century. Shot something put. like that. I like the idea of that, where he can... He can Turn out and say, actually, something, or maybe he's into archery. Or indeed, it could be the fact that he's into lots of those. When he was when he was younger, you know, well, I, I used to be on the you know the Oxford Eleven for, and it could be darts or table skittles or bowling, well, and yeah, it would just it come like up on every obscure sports because yeah, he's so interested in medieval history that he's tried, obviously tried the uh, spearman throw or something. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he used to do lots of random, really obscure sports at university. Obscure gamesmanship. <laughs> so obscure, fiddly little um. So if somebody tries to throw a punch, it's hopeless. But if you want to, you know, take him out at sixty yards with a dart, he's fine. Yes, if he's <laughs> doing, uh, fire a needle. The thing is, yeah. he, he okay. could even be quite good at um, some physical activities because he knows about them sort of academically. Oh, I like that, actually. 
I mean, it's got so to, it would be the classic. Some bearing. So we've got to actual... jump across this cliff. Well, taking into account the wind speed and the particular velocity at which I can charge that, but he has simply need to apply myself at this angle. He has still got to be able to physically do it. So it's got to have a physical element. Because if it, I'll go if it's, with the obscure gamesmanship if it's one, purely, possibly. So he must have, you know, he must have done those games at some point. If it's purely academic, then it's going to go in cogs, not sword sticks. So that would be called "I used to tiddlywink for my college," don't you know? Yes, yeah, so sort of I used to do competitive billiards for you know. <laughs> yes, I used to tiddlywink for Maudlins. Which is peculiar because it's a ladies' own college, as I believe. <laughs> Which I, I makes it even for, better. So for a full year before done. they caught me. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's me done, I think. I've got a wankle rotary engine by Jove as my cogs, which means he's mechanically minded. And very much ahead of his I've time. I've got him. Um, I, <laughs> I say Professor Luce as my high academic standing. And I've got, I used to tiddlywink for Maudlins and my obscure gamesmanship sword stick. That is exactly <laughs> and the my sort. My foible is, those aren't my trousers. That's exactly the sort of um, attributes though, that you will look at next week and go, what the hell does that mean? What was I thinking? <laughs> what was I thinking <laughs> when I read that? It's what the they mean. Underneath, yes. right. uh, so, Amelia, if you'd like to run through your character briefly. Okay, my name is Jemima Brookbond. Um, I should probably write I work this for down. Export company. <laughs> um, my cox, which are three, is Colonel of Truth. She's good at ferreting out the info, the pertinent bit of information. My cake is hello. My name is Brooke Bond. She's a bit of a chatterer. Likes to introduce herself, you know. Is she Bond? Uh, Brooke Bond. Yeah, she is Brooke Bond. Bond. Yes. Um, and my sword sticks is well. If you're not going to be reasonable about that, so um, right, Jemima so Brooke Bond. It's hyphenated, is it? Yes, hyphenated right. with an E. Brooke with it, of course. With an E or Bond. Um, yes. Uh, well, if you're not going to be reasonable, she has some self-defense and obscure martial arts from the family. Because mm -hmm. a lady has to know how to defend herself. Uh, her foible is she's a bit of a peacock. She has to stand out. She's going to wear completely inappropriate clothing for the occasion. You know, bright pink dress with orange hat. And, you know. Is so she the those... ancestor of a certain um, no, estate no, that are very hot on no, their no. copyright? Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's following the family business, who all used to be very good at it. And she's just okay. starting, out. She's starting out in the trade. <laughs> Except she's not very good at blending in yet. <laughs> because she's always dressed in a ball gown or a yeah, feather yeah, boa. Much. <laughs> and she's a bit of a chatterer. So. That's very good. Uh, Nick, sorry, how, do, how are you spelling uh, Professor Screwford Loose? Um, it's actually, interestingly, uh, Professor Screwford, um, obviously, as you would expect. Screwford. Ford. Um, and uh, Loose is spelled L O U S E, but he insists it is pronounced Loose. Not Louse. No, no. I think you'll find it's loose. Or L double O S. Oh, I like okay. the idea that he's like height. And okay. Mark, you, I believe, were playing, uh, was it Colonel Edgar Fortitude? Indeed, yes. Explorer of Savage Lands. Uh, Mark Hoggs is two. 
Um, I'm an experienced explorer. Um, I've got a good knowledge of geography, um, equipment they use for um, exploration, and so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> my cake is two. Um, sto stories and anecdotes. Um, basically, you know, get funding for expeditions, um, after dinner speaker, and so on and so forth. Uh, my sword sticks. Sorry. Oh. Sword I sticks. Sorry, Carol. Okay. We can't blame Swords. that one on Mark's beard for once. No. Paper bag, sorry. Which, to be fair, it mostly is. Um, my sword <laughs> sticks is three. Um, and basically, I'm a crack shot. Um, very experienced with guns uh, and with spaces. And I can use um, other equipment that you, that you come across on an expedition. So, I'm, you know, I, I can use a machete and bits and pieces, but um, I'm... I'm, I'm, my expertise is gone. Um, do I need? Do you need my foible? It would be good. Yes, it might come in. My foible is um, never trust a foreigner, and um, it's uh, if it's a choice between Johnny Foreigner or a good British chap or chapess. Um, well, there's no need to think about, it, is there? You know, and I will take. Um, I'll bring. I, I bring. I bring uh, labourers along from, rather than um, try and actually. Um, um, try and use any natives or anything like that. So uh, I'm very not, anti. Not really sure how that is in any way a foible. Probably this is an advantage. Uh, indeed, it, it's it's pretty much essential if you want to be English at this time. But uh, yes, all very good. I think we've got three workable characters there. Now, as far this as well, the... none of us are foreign. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awkward. Yes, my my name is Manuel Delgado, and. Uh, <laughs> um, so the actual... He's an eye tie! <laughs> Probably not. I wouldn't know. Um, the mechanics of the game. Now, uh, you all have, I think, full sets of polyhedrals and the various dice needed for role-playing games. And from those sets, yeah. but of you will course. need one of these. A standard six-sider, such as the one, like the one I'm holding now, up here. Do we need big numbers or, 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 or little numbers? Well, big's good. Why have you got and one of the games which cut out all the fun dice? You, you no, no. I, want, I, want to, I want a game oh, that plays God. all of them at some point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you want the Dungeon Crawl Classics game, which I think uses D24s and 30s and all sorts. No, 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 not oh, silly dice that nobody no. plays. They're, they're just crazy <laughs> dice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. What's that? Just the full seven, I do. It's um, like a little. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I got it in. Put it on um, in the Isle of one of the Isle of Wight Roman villas, um, but not very much actually. Oh. I thought, so I thought it was quite cool. Nice, kind of a leathery, woody thing. So I thought that'll do as a dice box. Lovely. Uh, what you actually do when it comes to uh, to doing something is, if you don't have any relevant attributes for it, then you either get a plus zero or you get mm -hmm. uh, a plus one you might potentially get a minus. But if it's something that you've got in your cog cake or sword sticks and you can make a good argument for it, then you get the relevant plus two or plus three from your attributes. And what you're trying to do right. is roll the die, add in the relevant bonus, and essentially beat uh, a target number. And the target numbers, uh, if I just zip back here, difficulty rating to give you an idea of medium is four. Okay, Whereas yeah, dramatically tricky is seven, mm. and that's it. That's the entirety of the, of the game. There, are, there are some more rules sort of in a later yeah. section, but I'm only going to go for for that because it's 
just a sort of uh, a quick starter for us this evening. Uh, so we come to the uh, adventure, Time Flies By. Now, for reasons which I'm sure you're all going to explain to me, <laughs> funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> Standing on the footplate with a truckload of kids. You are all <laughs> working for the Bedfordshire Gentleman's Parcel and Post, which is an extremely reputable uh, delivery service. And uh, they deal in operations for things that simply must get through. So, the three of you are—you've um, been working with them for a little while. There might be a variety of reasons why you're doing it. It might just be the money. But uh, that's—I'm in between in between expeditions. Oh, there you go. I'm interested in the mechanisation of a large-scale postal service. So, a sort of so I'm, I'm learning it from the bottom up. An academic interest, and of course, um, I'm not sure opening every. The occasional parcel, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you have no secret agenda on this mission whatsoever. No, I'm just working here. <laughs> I see. Dressed in a fabulous postal outfit. Yep, yep. Well, the year is 1880. And to put that into perspective, um, the gas mantle hasn't even been invented yet. <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, we have trains. We don't have, you know. You don't just have trains. Uh, you have widespread interlinked Babbage engines and Ooh. a steam-powered flying city. But you sure. don't uh, have gas mantles. That's not what Babbage engine was. What? <laughs> Is a Babbage engine a mean of transportation in it's this crazy? No, it's a computer. And they've, they've okay. got one... I thought you suggested we were riding on Babbage engines. <laughs> no, object. No, 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 no. It's um, a computer. It's a cock-powered computer, basically. Uh, Babbage himself, of They've course, has museum. passed away. But um, yes, the various Babbage engines, which are um, linked now uh, with cables and things. Okay. So, uh, so it's, if you like, it's a sort of great sort of country-wide web. A, sort of an interconnected web. <coughs> yes, almost like a like okay. a net of of, um, of okay. Babbage engines. Um, so, uh, do they have like rods going from one to another? Cables, it's, you know, electricity is, is around. Of course, yes, Paraday and... Uh... Presumably, everyone uses Babbage engines for porn. Well, I suppose if you had fallen on hard times and needed to raise some money quickly, you, you could pawn your Babbage engine, but it's rather extreme. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the offices of the Bedfordshire Gentleman's Parcel and Post, uh, where... This uh, NPC whose name escapes me <laughs> um, <laughs> because I always. No, it's, I don't know, anyway. Um, do, 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 mm, yes, the clock. Um, let's call, Greetings, generic. Let, let, let's call her. Clock, uh, other. Andrew Norman. Uh, let's call her uh, Miss Ricks. Miss Jenna Ricks. Andrea. Um, Jenna. She's called you in and uh, Richie's behind the counter and pulls out a, a parcel it's um oh gosh maybe eight inches long it's like it's a it's a box you know um neatly wrapped it's uh, tied up with string it's obviously one of my favorite things i don't know about you and there's red sealing wax embossed with the company crest on there so it's very hard let me just say to for example open it <laughs> and tie it back up without anyone noticing so if you want to challenge amazing what you can do with kettle uh it is it is i didn't say it was impossible 
but <laughs> somebody's gone to, out of their way to make sure that this is quite secure. Um, so she pushes this across and uh, has you just sign the relevant forms to say that you've uh, picked it up. Now, you will need to um, hop on the train for this one. Because you're going to be delivering it to um, the Honourable Miss Constance Smithhurst, who will be waiting for you outside the First Class Passenger Lounge at St Pancras Station. Uh, you, of course, are in Bedford at the moment. Um, it's not raining, so you can just wander over to the, uh, the station, which is just around the corner. And uh, there's no need to get a cab, anything like that. You will, of course, be given second class tickets. Uh, for your own trip. So all, all you have to do is ca catch the relevant train. There's nothing wrong with second class. Catch the relevant train. Well, if you get first class, they'll just pay you less, and then there's less to go for your expeditions, isn't there? Well, I was rather hoping to ride in the engine myself. Well, uh, you can try and sort that out with the uh, the driver if you wish, but it's very, very unconventional. I don't think that would be allowed. Uh, oh, so, who's it. actually taking charge of the parcel? Oh, I've no interest in the parcel whatsoever. How well do we know Miss Bond? Miss Bond? <laughs> uh, oh, Miss Brooke Miss Bond. Miss um, Brooke Bond, yes. I don't know how well. I mean, you, well, you obviously Brooks. do know each other. This is... um, <clears throat> do we know that she has. Um, that, that, that occasionally um, parcels may have gone. They haven't gone misplaced. They haven't gone missing. They may turn up slightly rumpled and slightly, slightly delayed. <laughs> no, not at all delayed. <laughs> and one of Her Majesty's servants may get in trouble later on down the line, or mysteriously disappear. <laughs> or there may be a newspaper story appearing. <laughs> so, um, oh, oh I'm, I'm, if you need me to, I can. I'm sure I can uh, fit it into my uh, my steamer trunk. Right, I don't think you're likely to be taking a steamer trunk. Well, you've got the three bears and an elephant following you you're, permanently. Or you're going to St. Pancras, uh, Pancras Station. I'm not entirely sure it's necessary to have bearers. If you wish, you could regard Jemima and uh, Screwford as your bearers. Um, but poss possibly some sort of um, bag might be more conventional. A Gladstone, perhaps, or, um, you know... A valise, a, a satchel, something a little less bulky. If, yes. if you insist on a steamer trunk, that's fine. Is it eight inches long and sort of square, or is it a uh, couple of inches wide, about four inches deep? Yeah. That's nice. Before we have, before we leg it to the station, I'll go. I just have to powder my nose, and I'll rush off and um, send a quick Babbage message. Uh, yes, you certainly can. Uh, shocking powdering notes. She powders alone rather a lot. <laughs> yeah, she, she must uh, must have a nose like a clown. Um, <laughs> I see. And uh, and where would you be sending this? Uh, just just back to head office. Just saying, I may be away for a while, and I'm taking a parcel somewhere. Right here. Uh, the uh, the train will be. Uh, arriving in under an hour, and you've only got a few streets to walk, so it's less than 15 minutes to get there. Uh, anything you need to well, check before I'd, you I'd go? Well, I'd rather like to get there early, because I've still got say, a few locomotives I haven't spotted, um, so I will take along my little notebook and uh, go and perch myself on the bridge. High-octane stuff. Yep. 
So oh. what you're perching on the bridge as the trains go underneath you. <laughs> I mean, you, you can. Yeah, I didn't really think it through, and then I would come down completely blank. Yes, yes. This is, and then I will get shot by the colonel. This is. <laughs> oh no, I won't shoot you, sir. This is the age of steam. I wouldn't waste all. a bullet on it. I think the first train he will forget all about it and then get completely covered in soot and then work it out and move to the sides briefly. It'd be funny if he just didn't work it out. I mean, if this was a, if this was a film made in the 1970s, a sort of comedy, uh, you would inevitably be totally black and everybody would mistake you for an African, and you'd be you'd be completely <laughs> oblivious to it. It would be it would be um, completely politically correct. It's the same no Hopman all, all over again. We, we have moved far since the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've moved as far um, as taking the black and white minstrel show off air, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's my that's my um, forty five minutes. Splendid. Um, so, assuming there are no other delays or anything, is there, are... a tea, is there a tea room on the station? I'm, I'm sure there, there is. Of course, there's a tea room on the station. Well, no, we'll this is the Victorian age. Okay. You're not in the middle of Africa now, you know. <laughs> well, I shall stroll over. Um, are we planning on sort of going there and coming back on the same day, or you know, or are we oh, that, planning that's entirely... on an overnight? Or uh... that is absolutely up to you. I mean, it's not very What's far. What's the time away. now? Oh, about um, ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Uh, oh, it's been morning. It's we'll time to get back. It's coming up towards eleven, you know. Yeah, it's cup of, cup of tea and cake time. Yeah. Well, I shall um, go over to my locker then and um, take my Gladstone. Uh, wander over. <laughs> Come on, Gladstone. Um, Wander over to the station. It's been and, awful uh, hot in that locker, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll hurry out of the ladies just after, um, just as the colonel's leaving. And wait for me, colonel. Are you, are you wearing, oh, you're wearing the same I'm... outfit as when you went in. No, no, I've adjusted my hat and changed my scarf. And... So she arrives right, just dressed in a hat. Well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I shall, I shall, I shall offer. I know, I've got a full crinoline. I don't know, you know, oh, knocks oh. things off well, the you sides. Did, you did say you wanted well, to stand I, I, I would offer you my arm, my dear, but I'm afraid I cannot get past your bustle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crinoline, not a bustle. 1880s. It probably is a bustle at this time. In oh, the 1880s, yeah. Yeah. Not so much, <laughs> don't think. Not in, not in town 1880. I think you just passed that. Yeah, crinoline's mid 1800s, so. Um, it's a bustle. It's, it's essentially, it's a you're, you're just moving out of the period when women's dresses looked as if they'd been made out of curtains, and in some cases actually were. Yeah. Um, some fascinating stuff. I've, I've, I follow someone on Twitter, and she occasionally posts Victorian photos of Victorian dresses that are in museums and things. And a lot of them, they've practically got pelmets, and you expect that, oh, yeah. that if you pull a cord on each side, they would part in the middle. <laughs> um, quite astonishing. Good Lord. Right, uh, so you are off to meet with Miss Constance Smithhurst, the Honourable Miss Constance Smithhurst. And... Have I met her? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Let's see, you've got um, your after-dinner speaking sort of social thing, haven't you? So why don't we engage the, uh, the mechanics of this game and uh, make a roll on your cakes. Okay, so this plus two. I roll four, so that's six. 
Now, I was going to say this was an extremely tricky role to remember if you if you have actually met her, and you're pretty certain you've not. Have I met her? Like social circles. I mean, I do know everybody about town, and you know, I know everybody everybody's business. And... Do you have anything relevant that uh, you think? Well, my cakes. I mean, my hello. My name is. I'm, I get to know everybody. I, I you know, yeah, ferret you out can, who, what's going on. Who's, who's the social scene? Who's on the town this week? You know, yeah, you can give it a shot. Oh, give it a shot. Oh, no, four. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. Has she ever spoken at the Institute of uh, Mechanical Engineers? <laughs> well, she is a woman. <laughs> Oh. So they probably don't Has she ever served tea at the Institute <laughs> of Mechanical Engineering? Um, Has she attended a lecture? The women did attend they, they do act- Actually, one of Babbage's um, Lovelace, she was a woman, wasn't she? Babbage's apprentice. Yes, well, not, not really apprentice um, or, or indeed um, a sexual. Um, incredibly clever mathematician who yes. described the Babbage engine to everyone else. Yeah, uh, Lovelace <laughs> was. Uh, incredibly, possibly the brains of the outfit, which when you consider yeah. when no, you consider what Babbage was like, um, amazing thing with Babbage is that he he absolutely hated street musicians. He wrote extensively he nuts about, about them. He's he's uh, an amazing character, but um, mm. he hated poets as well, or something. Well, you see, that's that's interesting well, if you consider if you consider well, one of her relatives was if you consider who Lovelace yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poets and street musicians. He actually attacked a street musician once or something. He used oh, to throw things out the window oh, really at them. Once. Thing. Um, yeah, he. Yeah. Um, I think he was. He like Lord Betanari. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with mimes. Throw, yes, throw throw them into the Yeah. Women are obviously do more things and get more acknowledgement for it than in the Victorian age, when very often they would do things, but it couldn't possibly be acknowledged. It was all very behind the scenes. So, yes, she may well have spoken there, but if you want to find out, you'll have to roll for it. Well, let me see. Never heard of her. Uh, six in total. No, never heard of her. Obviously doesn't have a degree. Right, well... The, possibly an arts degree. The train rolls in, and uh, I'm presuming that the Colonel Media has a, an impressive uh, degree of facial hair, does he? Oh, yes. Well, I, I mean, basically, you know, you've got the handlebar moustache sort of drooping the, down. The moustache to need a couple of bearers on its own. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> if you kind of think of the standard cartoon Colonel mm-hmm. with a pith helmet, and in fact, actually, I probably... Still wearing the pith helmet. I probably do generally wear a pith helmet for choice. Splendid. I'm thinking of Lionel Jeffries in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, basically. But bigger. <laughs> kind of, if you think a sort of um, a sort of slightly exploded version of Professor Elemental. Right. Okay. Sort of Brian Blessed <laughs> Professor Elemental crossover going. Yeah. On. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I like shouting. And Nick's character is is just like Lionel Richie. Well, that's great. Um, <laughs> so, uh, My character. With a, Have you seen Tom Baker's first Doctor Who robot? Yes. Where there's a yes. there's a crackpot professor in that with hair like out to here. Yes. yes. That's basically my character. Uh, professor Kettlewell, is it? Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You are right. Yes. It's not bad since the last time I saw that was the first time it was on telly. <laughs> Whereas I couldn't remember it, and I watched it about three weeks ago. That's right. Because you're an obsessive Doctor Who fan, and not all of us are. How the world has turned, eh, Nick? 
<laughs> so, uh, coming out of the um, the tea rooms with uh, a moustache full of Battenberg is the Colonel. Everybody uh, assembles as the train comes in. It's a perfectly ordinary train. It's not the express train to London, by the way. Um, oh, what a shame. It's just, is it the stopping train? It will be stopping, yes, but it's not... To... No, no, as in, it stops every... Where? No, it doesn't stop at every station, but it stops at a few, yeah. Um, it does, however, go slow. There is an express locomotive which has to kind of overtake at one point, so you're not on that one. Uh, second class is perfectly acceptable. It's uh, quite quite comfy, clean, you know, uh, keep your feet off the seats, that sort of thing, but it's perfectly fine. Uh, the parcel, uh, if you've got that in your bag, it's kind of heavy for its size, actually. It is it is quite solid. I mean, it's a bit like, well, an, el my, like an elongated brick. My Gladstone kind of feels is like quite it. heavy, shall we say. Yes, yeah, so it would probably... Oh, I bet he says that to all the ladies. <laughs> yeah, but the elephant gun doesn't Excuse quite fit me in. While I no, the elephant gun doesn't fit in, however, several of the other um, smaller pieces do. I see. So you, you're going to be uh, entertaining Miss Brookbon by letting her have a look at your Webleys. <laughs> well, I'm, I hardly know the girl. <laughs> and the train sets off. There's the the cheery whistle of the guard and the, the the chuffing sound and all the usual stuff. And there's you know small children waving their petticoats on the line. All the sort of things you associate with Victorian <laughs> um, railways. Oh, are we in a carriage? Just the three of us. Uh, yes, you actually probably are because it's not that crowded. I mean, there are quite a few, but you're in those little sort of compartments. Yeah, with the, uh, which don't have the interconnecting with doors. The you have to sort of step into no, the corridor don't. and then go into the next one if you wanted to. There might. I don't think they well, had the running let's corridor at this point. Let's see, actually. Uh, yes, they do on this. No. Yeah. Well, they're not. Oh, okay. No, 1880. Um, you know, They've got Pullmans by them. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. They, but we are not in one, presumably. There is one other person in the carriage with you. It's a vicar. Good Lord. Hopefully we won't get into any uh, embarrassing scrapes. <laughs> um, is he a British vicar? He looks British. Nick, since right. you've said that and you've mentioned your foible before, I'd like <laughs> you to just roll on your cogs for me, please, to make sure... That you are actually wearing proper trousers. <laughs> um, I rolled a six on my cogs. You get in, you they sit down, you make eye contact with the vicar, and suddenly something lights up in your brain, and there's a frantic check of the trousers, but it's okay, you're wearing fine tweeds, there's uh, nothing to worry about. Oh, good lord. Um, they are covered it's in okay. soot. Yes. <laughs> so, I the tap you gently on the shoulder and say, like, it's okay, it's okay, chap, I, I would have warned you. Yeah. The fact that you look like an Ethiopian coal miner, that's perhaps more <laughs> an issue. But yes, you're, you're, you're a little bit, uh, you look very academic, but you do look as if you've been scrabbling around in the in a tip or something. So. Anyway, the... Uh, uh, that was yesterday. The vicar nods, he obviously uh, takes his hat off and stands and the lady comes in and then realises you can't sit down because the dress takes up most of the carriage. Um, <laughs> we were all just pressed against the corners of the carriage around. <laughs> we'll be fine if there's a crash, though. Well, uh, presumably the dress then deploys <laughs> airbags. It gets, takes a bit more room. Got the airbags underneath. And off you go. The countryside is rolling by. It's all very 
splendid. Uh, take it away. It's entirely up to you, people. What happens next? Well, I'm timing the uh, the speed that we're travelling and the distance. See if I can work out um, if there's a more efficient way of travelling on this track. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm jotting down all the routes and seeing if I can work out a more efficient way of stopping at every route and travelling along that sort of system. No, nope, sorry, completely lost you there. I think I may have fallen asleep in the middle. Um, <laughs> good. This happens to me a lot, don't worry. Well, I think I shall um, start uh, regaling uh, my my compatriots and the uh, good vicar with uh, some of my stories. Um, possibly um, my uh, discovering the Nimpopo. Uh, and, uh, Thank God for that. Uh, I was expecting uh, you to start shooting things outside. <laughs> <laughs> good God, there's a hyena. Oh, no, no, it was a cow. Sorry. <laughs> you can take pot shots at the lower class, I suppose. Uh, no, 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 good, good British <laughs> workers. No, 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 no. Any Johnny foreigners around? Chap over there is looking for ski. I make it slightly bored of this and cuddle, cuddle. Can you tell me what that bird is out there? I can't see. Can you spot it? Can you spot it? You, you've got better eyes than me. Oh. And then while he's looking out the window, I'm just going to turn. So, Father, what are you doing on the train today? <laughs> I thought you were going to catch him on the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if um, gets in the way, you that. I'm, uh, I'm simply uh, visiting some relatives, actually, in uh, in London. Uh, staying over for oh, a couple right. of days. It's um, yeah, not official business or anything like that. Oh, I thought you were doing good works in the community. Well, if if they cross my path, obviously I do what I can. Uh, young boys, Reverend Timothy Young boys, uh, very pleased to meet you. Oh, right, Brooke Bond, Jemima. Excellent, splendid. <laughs> yes. And your well, we're just friends? Out for friends? Oh, this oh. is Colonel. Colonel, oh. Colonel. C- Colonel, Colonel Fortitude at your service. Oh, ah. perhaps you may have heard Colonel, of Colonel, Colonel, hello. <laughs> And this is Professor. Oh, I can never remember his name. Professor, Professor... really? Doctor? I, I don't I know. Would, All these I would never have what, 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 what was that? I would look up from my work. Sorry, what? Exactly what? Titles and... Prof, are you are you a professor or a doctor or a? a I'm indeed a, a professor. Level. I graduated with honours, and then I spent uh, six good years at. Um, well, we moved on from Magdalen uh, after the incident with the. Uh, the with the facts that it's. So, uh, so uh, I. <laughs> Oh yes, and and the dean politely explained to me that uh, quite what all girls school went. Um, so then I spent seven happy years at the uh, Royal Institute for Chartered um, Inventors. Yes, well, anyway, he's a professor, so um, he's very clever. Yes, Professor Screwford Loose. Uh, pleased to meet you, uh, Colonel um, Youngman, uh, Reverend. Sorry, I should. Uh, I do apologise. Young boys. Ah, yes, of course, of course. The collar gives it away. A dog collar, don't you know? Thank you. Now I believe he's a professor. Good. <laughs> well, I, I, it, it must be about time for me to um, uh, read the Book of Common Prayer or something. Um, <clears throat> if you'll excuse me. Yes, you can hear. Uh, you, you, you can hear the ticket uh, inspector conductor coming along, sort of and going into the various compartments. Knocks and slides open. Yours. Tickets, please. Tickets? Uh, oh, uh, quite. Um, Is that right, Prof? We put yours. Uh, oh, he, uh, he clips the uh, the Reverend's ticket, takes yours, clips them all, hands them back. I so, uh, should just tell you, uh, in a couple of moments, we'll be pulling over onto the uh, the secondary track so that the express locomotive can come through and uh, overtake. 
perfectly normal, nothing to worry about, and then we'll rejoin the main track in a few moments. Oh, fascinating. Will we get to see the locomotive go past? Oh, certainly. If you uh, look out your side, it'll be, uh, be passed in just a few minutes. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I'll immediately sit in front of the window. Right. Squat in front so of the no window. So no one else can get near. Yes. <laughs> Right, he closes, closes the door, moves on, you can hear him, crazy, crazy hair. Hear him ref, um, sort of retreating into the bank. Took us, please, took us, please. And just explaining the situation as he goes down. Uh, a few minutes later, there's a, a faint sort of click and shudder, and the train does sort of drift away from the track that you can see. So you're now alongside the track you were on, on a secondary track. It's quite close, though. Um, and a few minutes after that, minutes. as you're trundling along now on this kind of dual carriageway, uh, you can hear a whistle, and then if you crane your head round, and this is the old days when you can actually, not only in fact lower the window, you could if you wanted to open the door, um, whereas now you can't even open the window. Uh, so you can easily see that there is a train coming along, belching um, steam and smoke, and coming along at a, at a rare old clip, in fact. Would you just make a cogs roll for me, Professor? Uh, very well. I will roll a nine in total. Now that's Ooh, that's interesting. You you have a very an analytical mind, don't you? And few things get past you. Nine, I should point out, uh, is a practically impossible roll. So <laughs> okay. I think it's fair to say that you you're going to spot anything, um, even vaguely interesting. How does it So, okay. You not only know the make of uh, locomotive, and indeed you've seen this particular one. Um, this is the Boomslang, which is uh, you know just a perfectly ordinary locomotive, but pretty speedy. Yes, I, I built a replica in my attic. Um, it's going very, very fast, though, and you you can see that the reason it's going so fast is because it's not actually pulling any carriages, so it's obviously much, much lighter, and is therefore able to come through at a far greater speed, which is fascinating. Fascinating. Incredible increase in efficiency mm -hmm. by adjusting all the carriages. It does seem to have quite a Surely few people passengers on. all jammed into the locomotive. Uh, there's, oh, well, there there's a tender oh, and the, uh, the locomotive itself, and there do indeed seem to be quite a few people uh, sort of leaning out, rather more than just the, the driver and uh, stoker there. So um, that, that seems to be what's happened, yes. Well, I'll be saying all this out loud. That's yeah, fascinating. They seem to have jettisoned all the carriages, and there's a novel method, which seems much more efficient to me, of jamming all the passengers into the locomotive, as you can see. Well, surely that's a little odd. Uh, well, yes, yeah, see, you can well, see, you, sure, increase sure in speed, that's at least a 25% increase in speed, uh, and far less fuel uh, wasted away. the passengers should be on a train. On a well, uh, no, it, it's clearly uh, inefficient to have them all in such space as we are now. They're clearly uh, crammed into locomotive for a very good reason. Much more yeah. price efficient, you see. I'm sure it's not the usual reason. Hopefully none of them need the toilet during the it's, uh, it's drawing alongside and we'll be, we'll be zooming past you fairly soon, you would expect. It's just about catching up with the rear of your train now. Uh, Mr. Bond, um, I, I wonder whether you'd um, like to, you, you've got younger eyes than I have, um, whether you'd um, like to uh, have a look at, look at what's going on with, with these. And I hand over um, my, my, field, my field glasses. Oh, good idea, Colonel. I'm, I, I quite enjoy using these. Now, which end is it you point at the... Uh, big end out, remember. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, and I'll, I'll lean out partly out the window, not so my head gets Words taken off. Words to live but... by there, Colonel. Words to live by. <laughs> I'll, I'll peer out the window with the field glasses. And it's his Latin motto. Stare at the engine and see what's going on. 
because there's something a bit suspicious these people aren't in a train hmm. would you like to make a, a cogs roll and see if you can uh, discern anything yeah, really unusual because you, you, you know that there's something peculiar now um, perhaps you can see the reason for it I wouldn't really be paying any attention to the people I'm all, all interested in the engine right. uh, 4 plus Seven. Seven. Well, uh, certainly, Professor, you know they must be really stoking the uh, engine up to go at this speed, even without the extra weight. And as far as you're concerned, Jemima, the um, the engine itself, well, it's it's a train. It's very fast, you know. It's blah blah blah. Nothing particularly spectacular. Um, the interesting thing to you are the the people on it. Now, the first guy, potentially he's the, uh, the, the stoker, um, although you realise that somebody must be stoking constantly, and this guy is sort of leaning out the side. But he's got kind of um, like a rag wrapped around his head, tied at the back, um, and, you know, the traditional sort of railway workers, gold earring and cutlass. And um, several other people who are sort of with him there with their colourful railway workers' sashes and pistols. Um, are they covered in suit? Well, there is some, some suit, and of course a lot of them are actually riding on the tender, so there's a bit of coal dust and mm. so on there, um, on their um, cavalier boots and um, masks. Um, Colonel, I'm not familiar with the, the, the livery of this uh, train company, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure these chaps on this engine aren't wearing it. Are they foreigners? <laughs> Well, either that or they're having a fancy dress at work. Tell you what, Colonel, just just make me, um, with your foreigners thing is that under your um, the foible? Oh, it's the, it's it's the foible. foible. But it would be it would be a I, I guess more than anything it would be to do with sort of you know I, I'd be able to I, my knowledge of geography and stuff. But it's, it's sort of be, so it's this is kind of personality based rather than it being intellectual as far as your dislike goes, isn't it? So I think possibly cakes. Will be more relevant. Okay. Here. So just make me roll on uh, on cake. It's four anyway. Total of four. Four. I'm afraid. Um, no, that's that's okay. Well, if well, if you had gold earrings and bandanas. Yes, if you had to go and put your finger on it, you'd say they look like gypsies, Romanies. That's not what you think, Jamila. But um, you know, I was thinking pirates. But that's you know, exactly what I they don't... look like to you. Yes. Whereas uh, immediately the uh, the colonel is thinking, yeah, gold earrings, um, head head scarves, sashes, very much Romany. So yes, they do look like a bunch of. They've got and stolen the bloody train. As you can imagine, there is a the thump of the Co book of common prayer being dropped as uh, you swear in front of a lady and a vicar. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I mean, basically, I, at this point, I'm I'm almost apoplectic with rage. You know, the the, the moustache is coming forward and a and flashing to flashing forward. <laughs> Sorry, do it. Do we dare do we put the moustache down as its own character, or is it going? To, it's going to be playing a supporting <laughs> role. Don't you dare put that moustache down. It's 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 a living, breathing thing, and it's it's got a long it's got a long life. Yeah, yeah it waxes and wanes. <laughs> Well, yes, it, um, it does look as if a bunch of Romanies have, have potentially stolen an engine. Well, the pirates have stolen the train. Pirates? Romany? Gypsies? I don't know what they are, but... Uh, I'm, I'm, I think we should have a word with the uh, conductor. 
They're certainly not driving it as efficiently as they may, because uh, stoking at that speed, they may be getting an increase in speed, but they're losing a great deal but in the... At that uh, speed, they're going to be past us any minute, so whatever we're going to do, we should do it. You can hear the okay. conductor uh, actually coming down the corridor. Tickets, please. And uh, a bit of, uh, obviously a bit of uh, interaction with the other passengers as he goes to the various uh, compartments behind you. Well, I, I, I shall go out and, and, and remonstrate with that. Do you know that, that your, your engines are being uh, run by uh, Johnny Foreigner over there? There's a moment as your brain clicks into place and puts together the things that the gentleman who was walking down the corridor going, Tickets, please, is not the conductor you saw a few moments ago. This fellow, in fact, has a couple of other gentlemen with him carrying sacks. And he appears to be saying, Tickets, please, in a somewhat jocular fashion, as you're not actually convinced that he's an employee of the railway at all, since he appears to be sporting a large gold earring, a mask, a headscarf, a sash, and a pistol. And if you were a betting man, you would probably put a guinea on the fact that he's robbing these passengers, not punching their tickets. I immediately take a step back into the carriage and shut the door. Uh, Nick, your uh, professor is probably intrigued at the um, the fact that they're lightening the load on the uh, other train at the moment by having the passengers jump from it onto your train. How peculiar. Now, that doesn't seem the most efficient way because our train is stopped. Uh, we have to overcome the inertia to start Well, you're not stopped. You're, you're, just on a, you're going more slowly on another track. Oh, we're just going more slowly. Okay. Um... That still seems, uh, not to mention, somewhat dangerous. Uh, perhaps uh, if a lady wanted to jump across, I'm not sure quite how they would uh, manage such a circumstance. I'm not convinced these are passengers at you all. You can't see any ladies, actually. Oh, well, quite so. They shouldn't be uh, subject to such indignities. Um, but the train is overhauling you now and is pulling ahead to the front carriages, uh, so it's um, it's pretty much going past you. Obviously, the amount of smoke and I steam. I will try to shout at it with utter pointlessness to do with all the noise. And, and, uh, but hey, I say, but, uh, Colonel, what does the conductor say? Have you? Have you I do believe that those that, that those, uh, those Jippos are uh, um, on the uh, on the train as as well. What they've stolen that bloody train? <laughs> the, um, the vicar is is. I... <laughs> 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 um, my word. Uh, Oh, oh my God! Am, am I aware that if, if Miss Brookbond um, has um, used a firearm before? Well, she swears, so she's probably an alcoholic and shoots people at random. I mean, there's there's no knowing where it ends. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that um, I would give her one of my pair. You see, so right. Well, uh... so I go into the Gladstone and um, and give her one. Uh, and basically, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jemima. <laughs> Needs must and all that. I'm sorry, sir. Lady wouldn't know what to do with that. Uh -huh. I may edit the section out and release it separately. As, yes, as presumably as you as you uh, break it open, um, check to make sure that it's it's fully no, loaded. No, put no, it back on. She's, she's got no firearms. Oh, she's not into firearms. No, no, no. But she may. Um, Cock it. Pull out a pair of knuckle pull, pull up the crinoline slightly and pull out knuckle dusters just, from under just a cock it. skirt. 
<laughs> I make and I uh, fully understand the aerodynamics of a ballistic uh, production device. Um, in fact, I made a, a couple. Thank you. I pass the pistol to you and pull a pair of knuckle dusters from under my crinoline. Right. <laughs> this is this is like four and a half pounds of solid metal in in your wimpy academic hands. It's um, <laughs> it's it's bound to be a a, a big caliber Webley. This one. <laughs> it's bigger than my head. <laughs> uh, it's probably a five shot, actually, isn't it, Webley of this period? Uh, yes, it would be. With a um, blank for the um, six shot. Six I, I don't know if they actually had six chambers. I think they made. No, no. I think it's actually. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's five chambers, and then oh, like safety, a solid. Yeah, yeah so right. safety for safety. Uh, yes, I submitted a thesis on whether uh, a revolving barrel is really the most efficient way of uh, producing a, a, a ballistic effect, and uh, whether there would be some way of creating an, an automatic uh, kind of device along these lines. It's what such as uh, such as Gatling did about thirty years place. previously. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed, yeah. and Maxim and many others. Um, but yes, yeah, so good, good of you to uh, to keep up with current developments. This is the trouble with peer-reviewed <laughs> papers. By the time you've gone through the process, the commercial <laughs> sector has just overhauled you. Yes. It takes so long to uh, to load down on the Babbage engine that I, I never quite get. To. It's all those students <laughs> playing naval warfare simulations. That's the problem. <laughs> the where's well, time for me to field research? The, compo <laughs> the compartment, the component, the compartment door slides open, and standing there in a silk blouse and uh, quite tight pantaloons with his sash, his little, ooh, let's call it an Errol Flynn, just to pick a random name, moustache, um, gold earring and so on, is a man who, for all your years of experience, you reckon he's probably an accountant. Uh, no, he looks, he looks <laughs> very much like um, almost a pantomime pirate. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. My apologies for interrupting uh, what I'm sure is a, a fascinating sing-song with the Padre here. Um, I wonder if I could perhaps uh, help to lighten the load as well as lighten your day, uh, perhaps dropping your valuables into this sack. Presumably at this point he stops rather shortly as basically a gun is pointed directly at his head. Ah. Who are you? I see you're <laughs> a, a man used to uh, negotiation. Who are you, sir? Well, I'm afraid we are sworn employees of the Bedford uh, gentleman uh, Pastor Lemos and are unable to, give up our, uh, uh, unable to give up our charges quite so lightly. I will say that's my idea of a threat as I level my your, hand. Cannon. Your idea of a threat is to say, He's we're not ordinary passengers, we're carrying a valuable <laughs> parcel. <laughs> yes. He's not yes. shuffled off, is he? <laughs> we shall never divulge our secrets, it's in his bag. <laughs> now, I'm afraid, unless you uh, reverse your um, velocity and, and exit from the carriage, I will be forced to uh, apply pressure to this uh, lever, thus uh, inducing a, a ballistic device uh, reversing in your direction. And, um, there will be a, there will be oh, a rapid expulsion of gas. You to expect us to take someone seriously who's wearing a purple shirt with green trousers. I mean, it's terrible. Fashion <laughs> advice as well. <laughs> she could be criticising the professor for all you know. <laughs> quick, quick check though they, they are but, we don't know, but we don't <laughs> Professor may quickly check them <laughs> the, are you wearing like, whatever colour they were they now black. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say brown then um, 
<laughs> so if I pull this lever, there'll be a rapid expulsion of gas, and then I'll shoot you. Um, <laughs> pull my finger. The two people who you, the colonel had seen with this gentleman have arrived at his side. They are indeed armed. So you have a potential standoff. Um, yes. Is there one of those emergency cords on trains at this point? Yes. I may wrap up with the emergency cord. Uh, yes, you have an emergency cord, so you're going to... Uh... Well, the emergency well, the, cord... The chap is basically looking eye to eye with the colonel, so they're not paying too much attention to you. No, uh, although when, whenever they do look at you, it's very much with a sort of a raised eyebrow and in, uh, an inevitable twirl of the pencil moustache. Yeah, I'm pulling the emergency cord. <laughs> One of them is jotting down his uh, telegraph number for you. Um, <laughs> you pull the emergency cord and nothing at all. Yeah, I should hope happens. the train stops. Nothing have they cut the emergency cord. They may it seems to be functioning as far as you know at this end. It's not like it's just come loose or anything. It's done what it's supposed to do, but um, nobody appears to be paying any attention to it. All it probably does is ring a bell at the front. but uh, At the back. Or at the back. To the back with the brake on. Sorry, I should have said no. No. <laughs> <laughs> now you could probably think of some reasons why they're not responding. Well, They're I'm guessing been they've, been, they've been taken over at the rest of the places where they've cut the cord. Possible. As you can see, uh, we have the train completely under our control, and obviously we wish no unpleasantness or bloodshed. This is simply a commercial transaction. Um, have we ever come across... I'm afraid it's a matter of honour now. We are, we are in, we're obliged by the Bedfordshire Parcel and Post, gentlemen. Have we ever heard of train pirates before? Oh, yes. Is it... There are air pirates, train pirates. I mean, we live in dangerous times. Ice pirates? <laughs> that would be absurd. <laughs> Simple. I should also point out that if you if you if you kill someone, they'll probably hang you for it. Um, you know, you just just in case you want to get trigger happy, uh, murder is a capital offence. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to threaten you further. Ah, I will say. <laughs> so quite, the, understa so quite understandable, so sir. He... Please do in your own time. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I just did. Ah. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm uh, I'm not really used to this. Uh, generally speaking, people just shut up and hand over their valuables. That's a very fine watch uh, you have there, sir. Is he speaking, <laughs> by the way, in a um, in a British accent? Oh, yes. Sounds that. a lot like me. Um, this is, oh, it's, uh, that's rather suave and sophisticated. Quite, uh, quite lovely. May I? Uh, watch, uh, quite so. He, uh, he just. Is it a wristwatch or a pocket watch? It's a pocket watch. Yes, yes I was wait. holding it in my hand. <laughs> you're not going to find a, an academic wearing a wristwatch before the First World War. Be very unusual. They, they, they were actually, well, they, were, they did exist, but they were considered very, very peculiar, and it's only, it's only when soldiers started, well, soldiers started wearing them, they were considered a, a bit effeminate, actually, but soldiers found yeah, them very useful. Victoria had one. I think she was actually, A woman, yes. Didn't she have the first or something? Oh, gosh, I don't know. She was 
But the point is that the um, the old kettle and all beer that the um, actually that was with a cockney uh, that the uh, it's, it's almost like acting but not as good kettle kettle and hob yeah, the watch bob the bob see bob, bob. So that's why, co- that's why cockneys like like your Michael Caine call uh, watches kettles because it rhymes with watch. Uh, I see. <laughs> I shall uh, feast my my mince pies uh, upon the uh, upon the pirates. He, uh, he presses the thing and flip, flips flips open the cover pirates. of your half hunt. Oh, excellent. Is, is it engraved or anything? Is this is this something awarded to you, or is it just as basic watch? It, it, uh, yeah, it will be engraved um, by the grateful janitor of the. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the royal. <laughs> the grateful janitor of the. Royal College? No, what am I trying to think of? The uh, scientific... Oh, Royal Academy? Royal Society, I think you're trying Royal Society. Society is exactly what I'm trying to think of. Well, because I fixed his boiler up proper. <laughs> and it's got that on there. <laughs> for fixing my boiler up proper, like... Because all janitors <laughs> are, of course, vaguely Cornish. Um, so, oh, well, that, that's excellent. <laughs> uh, you're, uh, you're an academic gentleman. Splendid. Um, the academic, I think it was. So, the definitive art. If you start with one watch, and I were to take yeah. that watch away, tell me, how many watches would you have? Uh, well, if you include my stash uh, at home, uh, I'd last count, I believe I had... Uh, sorry, I think, uh, He's 37. put it in the sack. <laughs> Can I uh, prevail upon any of you to, uh, to hand over, well, the gun, perhaps, or um, a purse... Oh, uh, your luggage, maybe. No. Well, hmm. Right, well, that's, that's we, clear we can move on, I suppose. Or perhaps my associates could shoot the lady. Oh, at this, at this point, oh, perhaps I, I could shoot you, sir. Oh, my, I feel faint. And, um,. Sway towards him with the giant quiddling now, and kill over at him. <laughs> you're not going to be able to get past the colonel to do that because he's standing in the doorway. The colonel is oh, pointing the a gun directly oh, I, at I his face. I thought they'd forward to get. Stuff. Now, there isn't that much room inside your compartment for him to step in. So, uh, with with your particular with dress. particular dress, <laughs> I mean, you could you could faint, fall over, and probably it wouldn't move you very much, would you? Just sort of <laughs> weevil. <laughs> um, gentlemen and lady, I, I believe our, uh, our our logical course would be to surrender any of our uh, possessions except for the valuable parcel which we, we've been interested to deliver. An eyebrow shoots up. <laughs> parcel. Yes, yes, uh, it's, it's, here my, it's, it's here in my purse as I elbow him in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. It's, oh, I see. Uh, I, I did not say purse. I, I meant um, pur- purse. The valuable purse. The purse. Well, perhaps under the circumstances I can return your watch. Um, uh, doctor, is it? Oh. Professor, that's jolly decent. And let's say no more about uh, your particular valuables. Uh, time is running short. Uh, uh, I'll return you. this, and uh, we'll just say take this parcel instead. After all, it's, uh, oh, uh, uh, it's no. not yours. Once, is it? once again, once again, the colonel is the colonel is basically 
stood there and you can just see the moustache is starting to twitch, twitch. you know that <laughs> bits of you can, you, can, you, can, you can see the moustache is starting to this chap seems remarkably <laughs> unperturbed by having a gun waved in his face you suspect this is not the first occasion it's happened well the uh, if you're delivering this for a company I'm sure it's insured why risk any unpleasantness uh, because we are a gentleman of honour and a lady of honour well, speak for yourself, Bob. Okay. I, 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 I quite it. value my life, and I'm sure the gentleman here would like to be a gentleman and not have any unpleasantness. There's uh, <clears throat> a tap on his shoulder from one of the guys behind us. <clears throat> and he, he just sort of nods. Well, time is running short. It's been uh, an absolute delight not robbing you. Um, I do hope we can perhaps meet again under more successful and, and less heavily armed circumstances, and I bid you good day. And he steps back and goes to slide the door shut. Oh, marvellous. I let him slide the door shut. Right. The door closes, they move on. The train, if you glance through the window, has um, definitely overhauled you completely, and your train is starting to slow down. We need to get on that train. If that's we, their getaway uh, train. Are we basically um, anywhere near a any form of um, village, halt, or...? Um... Well, you're an explorer, aren't you? You've got a good idea of geography. You tell, you I tell have me. I Only of West Africa. Six again. No, no, no. I, I actually, I mean, I... I my... No, no geography knowledge. Pretty good. Uh, was it a plus two you'd got for your? Right. Yes. Uh, you do indeed know exactly where you are, and let me just check. Uh, you're not terribly close to. Uh... Where is it now? Yeah, you're not. I mean, you're not within quick walking distance, for instance. But there is a station coming up. Before you get to St. Pancras, the pirates. Uh, well, did I say pirates? Sorry. The uh, gentlemen um, are hopping off and running across to the other train, which is moving slowly. Neither train is exactly stopped, and as they're starting to jump on board, they're stoking it up, firing up the steam, and uh, it's starting to pull away again. I told you they'd use it as an escape train. We ought to get on it. Uh, professor. Uh, yeah. Hello. Yes. Uh, were one to um, shoot bullets into a um, highly pressurised vessel, uh, such as, say, a, a, an engine boiler, yes. um, what would happen? Well, fascinating. Um, uh, I believe a young chap... No, Einstein isn't around, so I'll shut up about that. Um, oh, well, you see, uh, it, it depends... Well, he's he is around. around. He hasn't written He's, 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 he's about three. Yeah, he's not, he's not very yeah, about three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Tesla's uh, around. I think the Tesla. net result, of course, Tesla is bound to be around. Tesla's a big hero. Game, isn't he? <laughs> so, um, so you don't like Robin Laws and you don't like Tesla. What an iconoclast you are. <laughs> I like to be... Uh, well, you see, depending on the heat and pressure differential from the uh, inside of the vessel to the outside of the vessel, depending on the sturdiness of the vessel. Um, can I, can I give you a more, more exact, exact example? They're now, they're now at long range after that. 
Yes, <laughs> that's, that's what's kind of worrying me. Um, if I shoot that train, yes, am I going to be? Am I going to go to go for a drop? Go, go for a drop. Will it go bang, you, Professor? You mean the toilet? Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's very unlikely with with the uh, with the speeds involved. Um, no. Okay, I know it's long range. Mm -hmm. Do I think I can still have a go? Are you using a pistol? Yes. You if would I had, be if I had my... surprised if the pistol would actually penetrate to the boiler. Because the the outer skin of the train is pretty tough, and you are at a fair distance for the pistol. It's an easy target for you, but you, you've no idea whether it would actually have any effect. So have they pulled away ahead they of you? They are starting to pull away. Your train is basically pretty much stopped now. Um, you're up roughly at the area where the, the two tracks would then converge. And uh, if you lean out of the window, you can see uh, one of your guys is hopped down and is running forward to change the point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's from your train, which yeah. will then allow you to get back onto the main track and set off. But you've had to come to pretty much a dead stop, and you know, they can start off much more quickly than you can. Um, if you did wish to uh, 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 embark upon the train, Lady Brooke Bond, I, I believe we only have seconds left before uh, we lose our opportunity, um, given the relative uh, One thing that occurs to me, um, for their train, That's... were we to also take off um, our carriages uh, to receive it up? Would we well, they have something of a head start, um, so I believe they would still arrive at their destination, wherever that may be, uh, much more quickly than us, though we would uh, certainly go quicker without the uh, drag factor. So it's bigger the carriages, plus there will be less of us uh, in Can the Can we carriage. jump from our train to theirs, or is it... It's ahead of you now and pulling away. You could possibly sprint after it, but it would mean losing the skirt. I've got quite a few I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> Listen, guys, you can just about do it, but she's holding you back. Uh, no, Nick, and you should be ashamed. Um, when I said lose the, lose the skirt, Governor, um, I, I was speaking to the lady. I see. I stay where this is going. And then are we going to get some bloomers snagged on a, on a pole as we run? No, we've got little of petticoats. Okay. <laughs> the giant metal frame might suddenly get unhitched, yes. Yeah, so basically she 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 hits the quick release and I've got the up to date on quick unfolding mechanism, you know, you press a button it sort of zeroes up and you do you, uh, you know, it has a drogue it's like shoot. A little telescopic. Yeah, it's like a little telescopic you know, criddle in it. <laughs> uh, well, if we're going to do that, I suggest we uh, do it um, post-haste, um, yeah. if you pardon the pun. I, I open the door, we're, we're next to us, and leap out, unfolding the criddle in as I, well, unhinging the criddle in as I go. Yes, gentlemen. Don't look for uh, I put my hand in front of the, in front of the professor's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the, or in fact, I've got the Vicar's eyes. <laughs> and, uh, my mother was right. And reach for your field glasses, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Oodles of petticoats and giant bloomers. <laughs> Not like as many layers. It's on display. <laughs> there is the. And one can almost see the shape of an ankle. One can almost <laughs> see the shape of a leg. <laughs> <laughs> or more to the point, the fact that she's got some. 
<laughs> so, um, the, the entire train, obviously people looking out absolutely shocked and aghast that they've just been... Uh, <laughs> ding! The moustache is and is indeed uh, doing the flag salute. Um, the entire train is, is looking out of the window as the pirates retreat into the distance, and suddenly there's the sight of, well, practically a lady streaker racing past. Uh, now, would you like to make a sword sticks roll here to see... Uh, it's yeah, going to be extremely not. hard for you to do this. Oh, no. It just happens uh, to be a photographer for the Times on, on board, the, just setting up. Uh, three. No. Um, by the time you've actually managed to shed enough clothes to move your legs independently, um, <laughs> it's, it's pulling away. They, they've left you for dead. Although, it should be said, they I'm... are all standing at the back, waving on encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> at which point I'll just change direction, head towards the front of our train. There... I think yes. it might be time to hike the, uh, the engine and run There is it. the almost simultaneous sound of um, many whoops and catcalls from the, uh, the train, followed by the um, ouches and thuds that suggest that many of the gentlemen on board were married. And travelling with their wives. <laughs> Colonel, get a bloody move on. I grab the bag. The vicar has moved to a different glance compartment. <laughs> I glance in to make sure that the package is still there. Yes, it is. Um, I go down. I, I run down. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly moving desperately quickly as I run along the train um, because I am carrying probably. Well, on a weapon yeah, a fair, a fair bit. The, the grappling hook and the uh, and the rope probably is 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 quite heavy well, at this see, point. You see, you've but, missed uh, the opportunity. Then you could use that on the train. I could have, but unfortunately, um, I was uh, somewhat distracted uh, by uh, misappropriated. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, your your acquaintances, but you can't help feeling that um, perhaps you're relationship has moved on a stage now. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, if you used to run round the quad at Oxford, now's the time to show us as I fade into the distance. <laughs> yes, Professor, I think she's suggesting you get your trousers off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running slow motion. <laughs> I will uh, demonstrate my running skills by heading post-haste to the locomotive, if you'll pardon the pun. Once what, again. the one that's <laughs> departing with the pirates? Are you are you doing that by getting off and going outside the train, or just running up the carriageway? Uh, which do I calculate would be the quickest? Uh, probably getting out and uh, running towards be, the front. I will follow her. I will chase after the uh, half-clad lady. She's on her way back for the first time in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Benny Hill, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, it's Benny Hill all yeah. over again. You overtake a small uh, elderly bald man who was running after for some reason, and your train is starting to pull away now, um, so you're going to have to really put a spurt on to reach the, uh, the engine, but you can do it. Uh, the lady is heading back towards your train, uh, picking up abandoned bits of clothing on the way, one hopes. Well, I was changing direction, really, and just heading straight for the engine, yeah. so it's not like I came back the way I came. In I, that I case, oh, well, Marcus, you, you, if you're going to stop to pick up the clothes, then, then um, you may find the train is starting Never mind. To... Never mind. We will have to make do with a lady without it. <laughs> you'll, you'll be left <laughs> in the middle of, uh, of the track between Bedford and London, carrying 
a difficult to explain <laughs> skirt. <laughs> Professor Cooking cross dressing, cross track problems. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it would be nice to be able to say I didn't foresee this kind of thing uh, this evening, but in fact, this is pretty much exactly what I expected to happen. <laughs> well, the pirates, unfortunately, appear to have made a fairly clean break. There's no way this train can catch up with them, and they're receding into the distance. Uh, you can you okay, can hear the faint way... sound of, of shanties being sung. There's, so there's no way of just their of just our engine being able to catch up. With them. Uh, not unless you could think of some way to make it go faster. You know, a, a hotter fuel or something like that. It would be pretty remarkable. You'd probably risk causing serious damage to the engine if you were to overclock it. <laughs> well, surely our best hope would be to catch up and um, get to the next station and telegraph ahead to close the line. And telegraph ahead, indeed, using the family, yes. Oh, that's, certainly a, that's certainly a possibility. If you want to suggest that Can to I, the have, I, uh, have, I reached, have I reached our engine yet? Uh, yes, you have. Yes, you both have. I leap up on the footplate and go follow that, head to the next oh, station. Oh, good lord. Oh, blimey, madam. <laughs> <laughs> In the name of Her Majesty's government, Head for the next station. Right, they're, they're um, trying to operate. The, the the guy's got his shovel full of coal, which is is missing the um, uh, the, <laughs> the fire because he's got his eyes closed. The driver has got his hand over his eyes and he's sort of fumbling around for the correct... Oh, for goodness sake, I'm facing the other way. You can't see me. Well, I don't think it works like that, miss. Yes, no, I, I'm not I clamber on board too, sort of, you know, the moustache give me a little bit of a hand up something. Um, <laughs> like Dr. Octopus, but on your face. <laughs> a little bit of a prehensile moustache. <laughs> right, the three of you Always are now well on the, the engine. Forward, um, <laughs> quickly. I shall uncouple the rest of the trains. Uh, oh, hey, hang, hang on. Well, yeah, you can't just... go around doing that, so it's actually quite difficult to do as well. Um, yes, it does involve a hammer and a quite big, to do. Yeah, it's quite a hammer and a very very wall. physical for one thing. I'm sure it's a more efficient mechanism. It's, it's, it's um, definitely quite difficult to do if efficient. the train is underway, which, which is, I believe we is. are now. Yeah, because so, it's holding yeah, the load. It's basically tension now, so basically, uh, it's, it ain't going anywhere. <laughs> you kind of need the train well, to stop. Explosive. Uh, then and then Stoke. Oh, you're not, no, you're going in the wrong direction for Stoke. Oh. No, Stoke's, <laughs> Stoke's well north of here. Stokes, Stokes over by Cruise. Um, let's, uh, let's <laughs> no, Good, uh, non taken. Git. Um, <laughs> right, so you have uh, um, two very uh, embarrassed crew members here. Uh, haven't you ever seen a uh, lady in a bloomers before? So that says the man with all the experience of ladies. Um, I take. I'm sure I, I, I have a, a, a an oil skin in my uh, in my Gladstones. Is, is that I, a euphemism? I, I, a bit like French letter. <laughs> Not unless the uh, French letter is sort of like for elephant size, because. Um, I'll edge behind the colonel. So oh, this is this is big. This is big enough, basically, for um, for, for Jemima to uh, cover herself up to. Uh, at least well, I hide, I hide behind your moustache if nothing else. Well, yes, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> Though the moustache does have a tendency to move around a little bit more it, than I do. So. You would almost certainly be wearing a wandering. You would certainly wearing an overcoat because you're travelling. So yes, if anybody wanted to to give the lady an overcoat, that would possibly 
fashion a makeshift yes, there we skirt. Are. I left my overcoat at home by mistake. No, no, I, I will. will oh, no, I. I've still amazingly got my tiny little hat perched and angled and pinned on through hat. Yes, now I mean I could actually due to somebody my pith helmet in front of her, but that may not actually hold it like a policeman's helmet in front of a streaker. Uh, Due to somebody's little foible, I'm going to go for an opposed role here, please. I would like um, Jemima's cogs up against the uh, Colonel's cake. Can he persuade her? To overcome her natural reluctance to be dressed in a totally mismatched outfit of uh, correct upper half and a makeshift skirt, or will she rather stand there in her in her bloomers uh, that look well, so ridiculous? Well, it's match the white bloomers with white petticoat. <laughs> oh, come on, Jemima, put this over. So, uh, if you would like to make the rolls, please. Uh, a total of six for me. Oh, total of five. Um, you're pretty persuasive, actually, Colonel. You're, Come on, obviously girl. you're. Um... No, this is this is this is this just reminds me of the old, uh, of when I discovered uh, Machu P- Pikachu. Um, you know, it's. Uh... <laughs> what were the ladies in petticoats? <laughs> oh yes, and and he well, collected they were, them all. They were peculiarly shaped mammals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppose it's not a bad look, and I will if I pull it in a bit. And, you know, you're you're won over by his public. his rather bluff and. Uh, a practical argument, um, although you 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 know you're biting your lip because you know that you don't quite look the part. But you've probably got time to change at the next station. Well, yes, after we get the telegraph. So, are you you're persuading the uh, the drivers to stop at the next station then and uh, contact the police? Is that the idea? Yes. Right. Yeah. You can Clearly. indeed, certainly. Yes. Not on behalf of the government, Jemima. We're doing it on behalf of the uh, what was the name of the postal service that we yeah, actually the worked for? Gentlemen's Parcel and Post. There we are. See, eye for detail, that man. Right. Well, you do indeed pull it's into um, a little Wallopingham or whatever it's called, and um, run straight to the office, um, insisting they they contact the police, and they are able to do that. They can send a wire. Now, the train does need to get moving because it can't just sit here this isn't uh, it hasn't got anywhere to sort of pull off the track so if you want to continue with it to st pancras and deliver the parcel as as expected a little bit late but roughly as expected you will need to reboard pretty much immediately oh yes right. well our original mission hasn't uh, changed okay oh yes we, we have to so a little later you pull into st pancras now there is no sign of a police presence. Uh, in fact, there's no sign that anything untoward has happened, like a locomotive full of um, pirates turning up or anything like that. So, you're not sure where they've gone. Were, were there any other sightings? Before? Yeah, there are other. There are places where they could have changed the points and moved, moved over to uh, a different line, and it would be Even virtually now, impossible to know where. Routes. Well, as soon as we've delivered our parcel, then I might need to get on the telegraph and talk to some people. Right. Well, outside the first-class lounge, um, are you all sort of heading over as you are? Yeah. All right. Um, possibly, uh, uh, has Miss Brooke Bond actually uh, changed? Oh, no, no, I'll, 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 I'll have gone into the toilets and miraculously come out with an entirely new skirt. Here. It's amazing what the handbag carries. 
Well, a lady can't wear the whole out one outfit the whole day. She's got to have a change somewhere. Yes. <laughs> change my clothes for 15 years. <laughs> yes, Professor, we'd rather know. <laughs> it's tweed. You don't need to wash tweed. What are you talking about? So. Well, actually, you do. You wash it in urine. Your... No, no, that's that's <laughs> that's the manufacturing process. You don't it's clean it in urine. That's a mordant yeah. for the so garden. Yes. It smells of pee there, right? It does, yes. When it's wet, it smells pee. Nice. So I presume you don't actually need to pee on it just to... Only if it's stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> So outside, <laughs> that's it. Merely when I need to save time during a project. Outside of the first class uh, lounge at St Pancras, uh, there is a lady who is quite clearly uh, the Honourable Miss Smethurst. She appears to be waiting for something. I will raise my bowler hat. And, uh... You're wearing a bowler. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. I think I am. I can't remember quite what I put on my head this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been this bowl. You know? <laughs> ah, oh, my sandwich. I wondered where I'd put that. Um, <laughs> feeling peckish, Miss Smethurst? I move forward and, and greet her in a friendly manner. Lady Smethurst, I presume. Uh, well, she's not a Lady Smethurst. She's a Miss Smethurst. Um, well, Miss Smethurst. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, um, you're, uh, you're the uh, delivery people, of course. Yes, we're the representatives of the bedroom. That's splendid. Do you have the um, uh, item, the parcel? Yes. Do you have any idea? On you? We have pardon. to make sure these things are done properly. We have to make sure these things are done properly. You wouldn't believe the journey we just had. A man tried to steal your parcel. Good heavens! Well, no, of course I don't. Oh. Well, is there any sort of ver anybody who could verify who you are? I mean, we have our badges. Here we are. Here's our postal badges. Uh, but the fact that you've got the parcel suggests that you are who no, you say you are, yours is and I'm here left. waiting as arranged. Oh, yes. I yes. Thank you. was hardly expecting this sort of uh, insult and insubordination. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, we can't be sure who you are, who you say you are. I mean, there was a man claiming to be a train conductor, and he was dressed like a pirate. I'm beginning to wonder I, I if I've employed the correct company at all. Well, yes, we take the, the security of your parcel very seriously. Then I... I mean, the colonel here faced down a man with a pistol. Is this some sort of opium dream? Conductors <laughs> dressed as pirates. Colonel, <laughs> colonel tell her how we, how, how seriously we take the security of her parcel. Oh, very seriously, very serious indeed. Um, Logically, we must verify we're delivering our parcel to the correct person. But I am the correct person. So is, you, is your man here, uh, Miss? Could he very? He let us know who you are. I've told He's you who I am. That my word should be enough for anyone. Well, it would be if we knew who you were. You do know who I am. I'm the Honourable Miss Constance Smethurst. Oh, this is ah, absurd. But you may say that if you weren't the Honourable Miss Constance Smethurst, but you wished to deceive us into thinking you were the Honourable Miss Constance Smethurst going, in order to, uh, to uh, wire obtain the your uh, superiors. Uh, uh, very well. We shall remain here with the parcel until we have verification. I believe that's fair, is it not, Miss? She Popcorn? turns to go. Um, there's a gentleman standing in front of her. He's wearing a, a bowler hat and uh, oh. an overcoat. Uh, a like-minded fellow. Yes, indeed. He's uh, he's a young, dashing sort of fellow with a with a quite neatly trimmed moustache. It's not uh, one of these ridiculous pencil jobbies, and it's certainly not a stout. 
heart of the empire kind of a moustache. No, no, this this is a this is a, a city boy moustache. Has uh, con- <laughs> yes, can, can his moustache do the backstroke? <laughs> oh no, indeed. No, this is this is a slightly distracted, slightly um, slightly intellectual moustache. A moustache that's always sort of putting two and two together and wondering why it makes five. Is it a villainous moustache? No, not at all. Do I recognise him? Quite the opposite. Do I recognise him? I might do. Would you like to check? Oh. Using my, um... I know things and my... Cogs thing. I got a nine. Did you? Good lord. Then, in that case, you do indeed recognise Detective Rupert Champion of the Yard. Ah, the Honourable Miss Constance Smethurst, I believe you are today, madam. He says, touching his hat. I have no idea what you're talking about. There are several policemen um, emerging from the crowd around you now. It was a ruse. Well thought out, Miss Brookbond. Detective, I uh, believe you... Could you explain the situation here? Well... It is detective, isn't it? It is indeed, Miss. I don't believe we've had the pleasure. Uh, At that moment, um, Miss Smethurst, who is just sort of throwing her hands up in absolute disgust at the whole situation, attempts to knee him in the fork. Good uh, and Oh dear. She rolls a one. He dodges with a one. Um, <laughs> it's quite the most embarrassing. It's something of a, a standoff. She's attempting to sort of kick him and he's jumping around a little bit until a couple of policemen manage to get hold of her and the remaining policemen then get hold of you lot. Hey, uh, uh, good luck, I, I say. Well, it looks like we've managed to get the whole gang together. I'll take that if I may, says Champion, reaching for your Gladstone, Colonel. How uh, dare you, sir! You're employees in the Bedfordshire Gentleman's Parcel and Post. Yes, of course you are. You're working as couriers, are you not? Ah, so you admit it. I suggest you bring Whitehall. Yes, well, if you don't mind, miss, I'll... I'll do things my way rather than taking uh, advice from suspects such as yourself. Uh, I think we need to have a chat down the station. Yes, I think that would be a great, excellent idea. Do you not know who I am? <laughs> it's all right, Colonel. We can clear this up. How here... very day! The detective here is... Pigeons scatter. Pigeons on the... <laughs> if there is anybody in the station who hasn't heard this... They may actually be physically deaf. Um, the colonel is not the happy bird. Nearby bells start to toll as the sound waves hit them. <laughs> um, I may. Um, I am Colonel Banker Fortitude, Explorer. I think I am. <laughs> and I go on and I'm in full now, rut. I may at this point just slip a small business card from out of the back of my glove and pass it to the tape. Well, he will accept that, but they are going to be escorting you out. Uh, However, it's worth noting, perhaps, that what was going to be a fairly discreet arrest uh, has now turned into tomorrow morning's front page, which (laughs) doesn't mention um, the the professor or Miss Brookbond by name, although you do show up in one of the photographs. Um, But the headline is particularly Famed Explorer... In arrest shock. 
I'm sure in some way, somehow, I can do, use this to generate some cash. Oh my goodness, that photograph's <laughs> terrible. It says my worst angle. <laughs> yes, your, your angle is mostly being obscured by an enormous red-faced man with a moustache that's that's <laughs> a, attempting to make a, a dive for freedom all on its own. Well, things are going to be largely cleared up at the station. They have recovered the parcel, which has a small statuette in it. And the, stat the statuette, oh. when you're all called into uh, to his office, uh, because he's confirmed who you actually are, and um, the Honourable Miss Constance Smithers is not who she actually says she is, well, there's a, a band we've nicknamed the Toffs because they uh, they're all all seem terribly well to do, well spoken, and uh, all above board. But they're basically moving and fencing stolen goods. In this case, it's this uh, rather charming little golden fellow here, and his little statuette, a bit like a almost like an Oscar, but um, not an Oscar, obviously. Do I recognise where it's from? Oh, you might actually. Um, yes, do you? Probably your after dinner speaking. You may well have been round to to this place before, and it's from near to Bedford. Um, only five, I'm afraid. Um, you think it's uh, Woburn Abbey, uh, Duke of Bedford's home. You've been there. You've been there on a Ooh. fundraiser. And um, you could have sworn that you'd seen this because it's a slightly unusual piece. Uh, being done in an African style, although actually made in France. Oh, it's not that French thing from um, uh, the the, the uh, Duke has. Indeed, it is. I'm uh, I'm quite impressed by your knowledge, uh, Colonel. <coughs> yes, indeed. I will be uh, yes, very yes, pleased to get it back, stolen by uh, a cat burglar. Uh, there's been rather a spate of these mystery uh, uh, burglaries. It's. Uh, a little bit of unfortunate that... I uh, look across at Miss Brook Bond, as he says, cat burglar. Never know. <laughs> Unfortunately, Miss Smithhurst <laughs> is certainly not the person who stole it, but she was receiving it, and we, we're trying to find out who she was passing it on to. Um, it would have been nice, of course, if you could have perhaps found out what it was, but you had no reason to know. Uh, but I do understand I have to thank you for not letting it fall into the hands of those railway pirates, so that's something at least we can return it to his lordship. Well, did you catch the pirates? No okay. trace, unfortunately. Um, you know what they're like, totally nondescript. They just blend into any crowd. Oh, for Christ's uh -oh. sake. I mean, we gave you descriptions and we... Ahead We've recovered the engine, of course. Naturally, that was stolen. <sighs> So was the uh, was the Bedfordshire gentleman's parcel and post a, a bogus operation, or was oh, that uh, no, 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 entirely, no. entirely respectable? No, we've, we've the innocent dupes. We've worked for them for a while. The, haven't yeah, we? Um, simply um, the the toffs use perfectly uh, legitimate establishments and services like that in order to uh, divert attention from what they're doing. Uh, rather than try to smuggle this illicitly, they just send it out in plain sight. Uh, very bold, but it's clearly worked before. Anyway. Um, I'm afraid we uh, we, we can't uh, let you take this away, of course, but uh, uh, hopefully you got payment in advance. What's the reward uh, for catching them, sir? No, I'm afraid not. Nothing's been posted. It's all been, oh, it's all been very, um, you know, sub rosa. A bit of the old hush-hush, eh? Indeed, mum's the word. Touches, 
Tattoos the Roman for Candy. Particularly adept at Kevin. I can do stuff, sir! <laughs> A hush hush operation, you say? Hush hush! <laughs> And that uh, would pretty much conclude this this very, very straightforward, simple and uh, quick initial escapade. Just to sort of give you a taster of the game, which uh, I hope wasn't too dull. And, um, yeah, oh, come on, we did a one-shot in one evening. It's pretty I, good. Yes. I know. <laughs> and actually, to put it all in, it's a very quick game. Um, character generation is not oh, like complicated. It. Yeah. Perhaps it does quite well. Yeah, it might do. It's, it's yeah. reminiscent of a caricature of Forgotten Futures, that's what, isn't it? That's what struck yes, me. Yes, it's similar. It, it, yeah. it sort of yeah. gives you a little bit of a licence to be a little bit sillier if you wish, without feeling that you're perhaps, you know, diverting the game from what it's intended to be. Um, there's, there's virtually no uh, exotic steampunk stuff in this particular scenario, apart from the notion of railway pirates. But uh, as things move on, it gets a bit more that way. I don't think there's really enough of it to begin with. I, th- I, th- I would have been inclined to at least have you know, a robot train conductor or something, but that's just me. Well, yeah, you think if you've got a system designed for that, you would... Uh, but I mean, the supplement deals with a flying city, so obviously they, they do very quickly take a turn for oh. the uh, exotic. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it feels good. It's, it's, it's kind of um, gone futures meets two, which is... Mm. <laughs> or perhaps yeah. that's just the way I play. <laughs> but, you know, be, it's the sort of game that um, I think quite clearly, we, if you fancy a quick game or something, or a fill-in like this, if we've been unable to do the game we're supposed to do, yeah. you can easily think of a, you know, a, a quick plot. And um, You've got a man who doesn't know if he's wearing the right trousers, and a, and a woman who, who seems to strip off the uh, the thing she is wearing. <laughs> strip off, so just look at her. <laughs> A recipe for, for wonder. Were we recording it all or not bothered? Might have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I, I, yeah, I quite, I make, I quite I like make... a system that encourages you to play a one-dimensional <laughs> character. It justifies my entire role-playing style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... You oh, really only need a few broad strokes, and unless you're trying to play yeah. somebody over a long period of time and you want some real subtlety. Yeah. You don't actually. I mean, I've seen a couple of sort of games that said, "Oh, perfect for one shots," and I'm like, I was an hour into character generation, thinking, "Really? <laughs> sure." Yeah. Character gen for one shots should be well, like yeah, five which, minutes. Which this it. effectively was. By the time you've you've yeah, thought of the it, idea, yeah. you've pretty much got the character. Mm. Yes. Well, there you go. Hope that was all right. Charlie, well, thank you for oh, stepping in for the breach, yeah. John. No, definitely, it's great fun. And uh, thank yeah, good food. So we'll uh, we'll reconvene next week uh, when I'll probably run some more of that. So if you want to hang on to your characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. super. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful rest of the week, everyone. Work tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Once more into the breach, dear friends. Tragically, (laughs) going to bed soon. Anyway. I was trying to cheer everyone up, but that failed dramatically. Sorry, it's it's, it's been a. It's not been a great week for Cheery with Lauren Bacall and Robin Williams and all sorts. It's, uh, yes, yeah. yes. Anyway, well then, have a, have a great week. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. Bye. 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 See you.
They always disappear so quickly, don't they? We're tunneling back in time, covered in soot and factory grime. All other groups to the back of the line. We are the future, in fact, divine. Gleaming machinery seem to be reckoned with every single member. Excellent gentlemen, seen with the seamstress leading the steamship in between tea sips. People need this. Because we're taking care of our crew like we do our facial hair. Being made aware, we're making improvements to rule it a scene. It's more of a movement, more of an era, clearing the air. Taking over and nearly there. Pirates, ladies, vagrants, fiends. Welcome on and all to the age of steam. Residents of Watson Hall would like to express our gratitude towards noted troubadour, Professor Elemental, who has so generously allowed us to use his music as part of our presentation today. Those not averse to engaging with infernal devices may wish to direct their Babbage engines to examine www.professorelemental.com dot com for further information and musical fancies delivered directly to your preferred phonographic apparatus. <laughs> Bless my soul, what a wonderful age we do live in. <laughs>